This week on the BAMCast. I'm sick of hearing these bullshit Superman stories about the legendary Bruce Leroy. Catching bullets with his teeth? Catches bullets with his teeth? BAMCast, please. One star? All right, everyone. Hey, welcome hey, to the BAMCast. Welcome to BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Hey, Woo. Episode 420. Uh, that's the weed number. It is the weed number. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Hashtag blaze it. Right. I thought that was 69. No. Oh, no. you're right. Yeah, 69 okay. is the weed number. Okay, okay. 420 is the uh, sexy thing it's where you... It's the where military you do a, code for murder. <laughs> yes. You do, a, <laughs> yes. you do a 360 and then you go uh, a little more <laughs> and then you sex. Right, and then the sex. Mm. Anyway, so I'm Chuck. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. This is... Uh, <laughs> the order is so wrong. We are Harlow, absent to Harlow this week because Harlow's Harlow out. is uh, off in pinball paradise. He is. He's uh, vacationing in the Midwest. And so let me tell you about what we do here each and every week on the Vampcast. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Yes, okay. please tell me. Each week on the Vampcast, we watch ourselves what some people would call a bad movie. A quote-unquote bad movie. Right. And then we come in here and talk about it for the first half of the podcast. That's correct. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, we give them one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Robot jocks! Robot jocks! Do you know how much I enjoy robot jocks? Five jocks. Correct. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes a movie is bad. Yes. A bad, bad movie. And as you should in stay, stay away. away from it. Correct. We give those movies one to five bags, as in trash bags. Right. Just yes. bags of garbage. Just bag them up, slang them out. Right. So, how much garbage will we have to shovel in those bags? Mm-hmm. One to five. Yeah. So, not this week. No. Spoilers. Probably, probably not going to be bad. We all find week. out. Because this week, we had, we had a pact with Harlow. The pact was always, if Harlow is not here to podcast, we are allowed to watch 1985's The Last Dragon. Often requested. Yes. Yes. Requested numerous times by numerous fans. For good reason, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you might also call this Barry Gordy's. The Last Dragon, yeah. because, because that is, that is the, the official title, title yeah. of the film. Mm. <laughs> uh, Barry Gordy was the king of Motown, and so this mm-hmm. is a big Motown joint. Yeah. Uh, so we've got people in this movie. <laughs> we do. That there we've are seen people and in heard this movie. before. Uh, the star of this film we have not had on a Bamcast we have not. show before. Well, this was his first role. So. Okay. Well, we wanted to start from the beginning of right. his filmography. Really? <laughs> the Mac. only way to understand. Yeah, Time Mac. Uh, he, a young Vulcan boy. <laughs> Timac. Timac. Who the fuck is Timac? Timac. 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 Uh, also, Vanity. Vanity. Bevcastle on Vanity. So, like, yeah, if they oh, ever got married, you would never know who took whose last name because they don't have any. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Vanity of Never Too Young to Die. And, and Action, Action Jackson. Jackson fame. Yes. She has a good track record she on the does, like, the Vanity is becoming the, the I believe, seal of quality. I believe by for average, our movies. yeah, we're gonna have to call them one of five vanities. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she has the biggest hmm? biggest ratio of hits hmm. of anybody. Yes, that we've uh, done. Uh huh. Um, some other people are in this. Uh, it's directed by Michael Schultz. Yes, who uh, directed the Bamcast extra movie Scavenger Hunt. Mm-hmm. Also directed Disorderlies, which we watched recently. Yeah. And a million television shows. Yes. Up to and including right now, still directing television. Mm-hmm. Man's working. Just did a few episodes of Black Lightning. Yeah. Man's on it. He is. Uh, but probably the most notable Bamcast alum mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Julius Carey. Yes. 
What a treasure. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, show enough. Yes. We uh, we first met him in the- Disco Godfather. <laughs> the Rudy Ray Moore classic. <laughs> he took some pointers from Rudy Ray Moore. He learned because some, his some role as Bucky, where we wondered <laughs> Bucky. what Bucky is, where he is, and what has he had. Yes. Uh, However, now we know. Oh, what he's now had. I remember who Bucky is. He's yeah. had okay. he's had the glow. He, yes, is what has happened to Bucky. <laughs> That's right. He, since then, he caught the glow. He caught some of the glow. I and, would say. and I remember telling Harlow, "I'm like, uh, that's the guy who played Show Nuff." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're lying to me." Yeah, like, he did not believe it. And I wouldn't put after it seeing either. this, I would never have yeah connected those dots. Like for me, that guy is always the guy from Briscoe County Junior. Mm-hmm. But now he's the guy from The Last Dragon. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> so yeah. Um, there's a, I don't know if he's been in a Bamcast movie. He was just in the Bamcast extra movie we did this past weekend. He was in Marmaduke. Uh, William H. Wait, Macy oh, shows up okay. in this film. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is he gonna talk? <laughs> yeah, he he's has in lines, Marmaduke, but he's in it for like thirty seconds. Yeah, wearing an incredible jacket. Yeah, yeah, when, that jacket was eighties as fuck. When he enters the screen. Uh, it's like a double wow because first you're like holy god look what he's wearing and then you're like holy god that's William H Macy <laughs> so yeah uh, Chaz Palminteri is in there too playing goon number two yeah I don't believe he has any line <laughs> or no he does have one line Classic yeah he's dubbed. dubbed though yeah so and a cast of characters some of whom deserve to be heralded up there with um, Kenny the closer yeah I, I'm I'm gonna say the the main villain in this movie not show enough but the other guy. Uh, Kenny the Closer esque. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Eddie Arcadian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also played I, by Christopher Murney. I want to note that um, that that Leroy's younger brother mm-hmm. was in rapping. Of okay, course. another Bamcast yeah. alum. Right. So absolutely. So this is just littered. It is littered yeah. with absolutely everybody we've ever yeah. seen or heard before. Uh, so the last dragon. The last dragon. Seems to start at the end of the training montage. Mm-hmm. Like it starts in the middle of a movie, basically. Yeah. Oh, did we do a plot summary? Oh, fucking hell. No, we didn't. And we will right now. So here we go. I'm going <laughs> to drop. What happens when Harlow leaves? Sorry. Here right, we go. You know. Here we go. Here's a plot summary for The Last okay. Dragon. You guys ready? Hit me with it. All right. In New York City, a young man searches for the master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow. Along the way, he must fight a martial arts expert corrupted with power and rescue a beautiful, beautiful singer from an obsessed music promoter. That is one of the best plot summaries we've had. Yeah. It is accurate as fuck and, and marginally also, concise. Yeah. And it also doesn't describe how batshit fucking insane no. this movie is. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> it undersells this movie quite it, a bit. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, it, the movie starts with um, just... It, Guy is learning. He's finished learning things. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he's at he's, the end of his training with his master. He's yeah. doing all the training things. He's fighting his training dummies. It looks like he's in like the last training challenge. Yes. Like this the is final level. <laughs> correct. <laughs> the second to last level, right. I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's one more secret stage after this because <laughs> right. he's doing all this the movie things. Is the secret stage. Yeah. His his master is shooting arrows at him, which he is deflecting. He catches the last he's one. He's karate chopping them out of the air yes. and and breaking them in half. Yes. So I, feel that's important it is um and then you know the last one is wrapped with some sort of blue coloring mm-hmm. and his master comes over and says how did you know that one was blue and he says i didn't and he's like well we'll see about that and rips this patch off of his workout outfit 
Mm-hmm. And he immediately drops to his knees like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, so yeah, forgive how me, have I master. Displeased you, master. Yeah. And he's like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching like, too many movies about dudes messing up and their masters like bow down before me. Mm-hmm. Get up. And he's like, I'm not in trouble. He's like, no, no, you no, know, you, you did succeeded. really good. Yeah. Come over here. That's, let me, that's let me, exactly <laughs> what I wanted you to do. Yeah. How did you not fuck that up? <laughs> let me show you the seven stages of the dragon. And mm-hmm. here's the last dragon. This you could. There's a circle. You can mm-hmm. put whatever you want in it. <laughs> What's yeah. it going to be? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's basically he said, you know, you have to discover the master mm-hmm. and that's how you'll learn the glow. Yeah. You have to go to this place in New York. Mm-hmm. The final level. You have to reach the final level. Yes. Find the master. Discover the glow. Yes. Get out. Find the master. <laughs> discover the glow. Yeah. And he's basically like, hey, I can't teach anything else. So yeah. good luck. Mm-hmm. The farewell student has become the better student. Yeah. <laughs> Now, student has become the graduate. Now get out. Yeah. <laughs> I want my house back. Yeah, we converted <laughs> this into a dojo ten years ago. Yeah, you never left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he leaves. He, uh, I don't know where. I don't know where that was. It seems like it's far away, but it just seems it's like not he walks he over to New York. Later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just walks back to New York. Yeah, um, it's probably New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just kind of he he walks around the streets for a little bit like he's been given. okay so he's been given a medallion. Mm -hmm. He's like, you got to give this to the master. This belonged to Bruce Lee. He'll know. And he's excited as shit that it was Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. He's got a major Bruce Lee boner. Mm -hmm. He's just like Bruce Lee's the best. Like I, you know. Yeah. But this starts his journey to find the master, which really is just he talks to like three people on the street and then just goes to the movies. Yeah. (laughs) He gives up real quick. He like pets a dog, talks to one guy in the street who points, and then he's suddenly watching a Bruce Lee movie well, in the maybe, theater. Like he's a huge Bruce Lee fan, so yes. maybe he's like, "Oh man, yeah. I get to see whichever Bruce Lee movie was playing." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's in the IMDb trivia somewhere. Yeah, just so, like so I'll just pop in from. for a, a movie yeah. in the worst movie theater you have ever been in. No, no, but also the best. This is the best movie. This is like man. Grindhouse and a show because like everyone has shtick, and there's all these little factions who all wait their turn. Yep. Yeah. And they also, everybody knows this movie. So it's probably been playing at this movie theater for like yeah. 10 years yes. now. And everybody, like, they recite the lines. People get up and dance in the aisles. There's popcorn thrown everywhere. It is like going to see yeah. Rocky Horror yeah, in the a only little time they, theater. Yeah. The only time they get mad is when somebody brings a boombox in. Well, because people just start breakdancing in the, in the aisle. And they well, crank the boombox the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And this one guy's not having it. Yeah, and he goes and and double jumps, <laughs> double onto- foot stomps the the boombox, which is a tragic waste of a boombox in retrospect. Man, that boombox explodes to a million pieces. Like like they constructed that boombox out of like painted cardboard or something because it just <laughs> well it shattered it just yeah everywhere yeah and uh, we see uh, Leroy our hero is sitting in the front row eating popcorn with chopsticks mm-hmm. and just really not paying any attention to the shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm. I will say pro tip. Eat snacks that have, you know, salt or dust on them with chopsticks. It's actually yep. a really good idea. It's not a bad idea. It will, keep, it will keep Cheeto dust off of your fingers. Yes. And then you can your controllers will not look orange. Exactly. <laughs> and you can also karate better. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That checks out. The math yeah, checks it out. Does. It yeah. does. I know it does. Because <laughs> part of the training montage was someone using chopsticks mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, we also should, we should mention Leroy is basically wearing, you know, like the... I don't want to call it like a dojo outfit, but it's like the whole, the whole kung fu buttoned up, traditional, yeah, traditional garb. garb but he's also got one of those giant, giant hats, straw umbrella hats on. Yeah, I don't know. I and apologize. he's always wearing it around. Like he's basically an Asian stereotype, except he's a black kid. Yeah, 
Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he talks with that cadence and just all his mannerisms are of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just minding his own business. Like he's not. Yeah, he's not, just watching the movie. He's just enjoying the movie. And uh, then suddenly there's a disturbance. <laughs> a disturbance oh, is putting it lightly. <laughs> there is there is a great disturbance in the force in a good way. Man, because like marching in two by two are these matching outfit. <laughs> this oh. gang. Matching is kind of like they're they are they're color they're, coordinated yeah. with big shoulder pads. Camo they, plus accessories. And they come in two by two and then the front two separate off and and then the next, the next two walk two, past them yeah, and separate, separate off. And mm-hmm. they, yeah. And then eventually their leader has arrived. Uh, the leader is, is the great and powerful uh, Shonuff. Yes. One of the best characters in a movie, not just a Bamfcast movie, ever. A fucking amazing entrance <laughs> as well. Like, Shonuff is basically like if Rude Ray Moore was actually awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, he, like, like he embodies how awesome Rudy Ray Moore thinks he is. Yeah. I think, but he's but actually in a charismatic awesome. way. Yeah. I think that is what he learned from Rudy Ray Moore Probably. is like, how to do like, that. project <laughs> confidence. Yeah. But he is actually also awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the entrance that his, he gives like an entrance call and return thing. And uh, somebody in the live stream chat mentioned that like if Shonuff was a pro wrestler it would be the greatest gimmick of all time yeah and mm-hmm. fuck yes because if you had an entourage and walked in like this mm-hmm. he's like who's the greatest yeah show oh, enough show i enough. was i was very much going to say that the entirety of this first introduction of show enough and his gang and all the things they say and do are very much like late 90s wcw like here's a faction of guys who have all come to the ring at the same time mm-hmm. yeah. and they're all just hype manning whoever the leader of the group is and the the difference is, is that everyone fucking loves it, but everyone in the theater <laughs> is just like mostly not terrified, but just like, oh, yes, they're afraid because show enough is a is a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then like someone says, you know, you're not the baddest. And then it was like, show enough is like, who the, who said that? Who the <laughs> who the hell said that? Yeah. And one of them was like, I got this and just picks up this kid and gives him to show enough. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and is that Leroy's brother? I don't know because I don't because think we, I wasn't we, we hadn't attention. been introduced to him yet. Yeah, so I was at that point. I'm so I sure. can't remember if it was him or not. Yeah, that. But a kid about his brother's age says Leroy is the best. Yeah, or whatever. Or does he call him the last dragon at that point or not? I think he just he just calls him Leroy. Yeah, he says he calls, Bru- he calls him Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. I, that I must have been his down. brother. Yeah, and Shonuff is like Leroy's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, not bad. He's like <laughs> yeah. Because he just goes over to the front row where, where Leroy's sitting is just like, get up, D- time to fight. And Leroy has not been paying attention no. at all. He's like he's just been, been watching the movie. Yeah. Watching the movie, eating popcorn chopsticks, not even looking the direction mm-hmm. of Shonuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Goddamn Shonuff. But yeah, Shonuff. Th- this starts basically Shonuff's life from this moment forward revolves around where Leroy is and, what and is when <laughs> Leroy is going to fight him. Yeah. That's all he thinks about. Yeah. That's all he could say when he comes in um, anywhere. Whenever he makes an appearance, it's just like, where's Leroy? Yeah. He basically spends the rest of the movie demanding Leroy's whereabouts. Yeah. He just explodes when, into a room and tells everyone there. He's like, when you see him again, you tell him we are going to fight. Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. basically like, I'm the Shogun of Harlem. Mm-hmm. And and Leroy's like, that's nice. Uh, I'm gonna leave. I'll see you around. I don't know why he's so mad. Like, well, that little kid said 
Well, Le- yeah, Leroy's the best. Well, what happens is like Leroy just won't challenge him. Right. He's just like, and so the other guys, he's like, if you're not going to challenge, show enough mm-hmm. is anybody. And so of course, yeah, dudes start like, jumping like, off like the balcony. These dudes are like, <laughs> are any fifty people going to challenge? Show enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a Donny Brook. He gets up about. on stage and like dudes are jumping at him and he's kicking all their asses and and Leroy's just kind of like, well, this is an entertaining show, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna head out now. <laughs> yeah, he basically just goes out the side and show enough like in the middle of the fight is like Leroy. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't over. <laughs> and Leroy's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See you around. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know what your Later. beef is, man, but <laughs> I was just watching a movie. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he leaves and, and Shonuff just beats the hell out of all these people. Yeah. And Shonuff's gang, I believe, uh, contributes to yeah. some, some oh, yeah. upbeating. Yes. Some up- He's got a, <laughs> got a pretty diverse gang. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Leroy, the, I guess the next thing is Leroy at the dojo teaching a bunch of kids. Yeah. How to... Karate. Yeah. So I mean, how to do the moves? He's in. He has a job, like apparently. Better than Shonuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shonuff's job is yeah. trying is to find Leroy, Leroy to fight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's he's working. Yeah. He, Sh- yeah. Although no, I think I think we go to the club first. Because, okay. Yeah. We're introduced because when he's at the when he's training like that, Shonuff shows up again. Okay. And it yeah. wasn't right away. I think this is when Vanity comes in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because so we go to the Seventh Heaven to... Club, which is. It's a nightclub slash nightly music video show. Yes. But like it's her her vid picks. Yeah. Yeah. Hot hot vids. Hot vid picks. Yeah. Hot <laughs> something. Divix. Samuel L. Um, Jackson's hot Divix. Yeah. <laughs> her Divix picks. Something like that. Yeah. You play it once and then the disc <laughs> he wrote. God. I, I still oh, fuck you. Divix. Every once in a while. I realized that was a thing that actually existed. Uh-huh, yeah. That made it to market. Yeah. Someone said like, this would be great. They'll be like, hey, you watch them once and then they fucking disintegrate and throw them in a landfill. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. And people resent our all digital future. Yeah. Do not resent the all digital future. No. But anyway, <laughs> yes. they are, uh, she runs her hot vid picks show. <laughs> Laura Charles is her name, yeah. which is just the most. Why not just call her vanity? I don't know. But that it is just worked. the most like general hospital name I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Charles presents <laughs> video hot mm-hmm. picks. <laughs> yeah. But watching this show uh-huh. is Eddie Arcadian. Yeah. Eddie Arcadian! <laughs> who, who, like, in the way that Show Nuff goes for it, mm-hmm. Eddie does as well. Yes. Eddie is basically kind of, like, to me, he's most akin to like rip torn mm-hmm. in slaughter mm-hmm. where he's just like a black exploitation villain almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause like this whole movie is very much a black exploitation movie. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean like, like if you've never seen it, like it's very clear early on right off the bat. And Eddie Arcadian is playing right into that because he is just, it's never really said what his job is or what his connections are. He is introduced at one point, like early, early on when either he says it or someone says it about him saying he is the video game king. He says it himself. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, hold up. What? Because he never, there's one shot of him in an arcade, but Mm -hmm. other than that, he never does anything with a video game ever. And so I was thinking maybe that meant the music video game, like I'm in the game of music videos. Yeah. Like that. But it's never, he's just, but a his name dude. is Arcade Ian. Exactly. So 
I think he owns the. I think he owns that arcade. Okay. I think he's in the arcade business. Yeah. And he's like he the wants, guy in he, Wayne's World. Okay. So now he wants to branch out to music videos with uh, his... apparently because he thinks he's king shit. <sighs> yeah. And his girlfriend Angela uh-huh. is very clearly supposed to be kind of a combination of Cindy Lauper and Madonna. Right. But with Cindy Lauper's voice, so you can imagine how that goes for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But. She's actually an okay character. Yes, She's, she is. She she sounds annoying, but she pretty much is stands up for herself and gets yeah. dumped on a lot throughout. Well, Eddie is making her a lot of promises that she's going to be a star, but she is not one of those. She doesn't feel like by any means necessary. Am I going to be a star? Like I, I'm there are limits to what yeah. I will allow you to do. Yeah, but Which she's then, also like, this sounds good, I guess, yeah. for now. Okay, Eddie, you know best. She's she's kind of that way for the mm-hmm. longest time of just yeah. like, whatever you but, say, Eddie. But she's already made a music video. Yeah. Yes, they have. Which is uh, the kind of music video you would expect someone to make in 1985. Pretty much, yes. If they weren't trying hard, but also however, trying however really hard. the song is <laughs> kind of catchy. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's like they had to make it bad. Like, like yeah. it was talented people fucking up on purpose. Yeah, in a way, it's, it, it has that feel. It isn't that it's necessarily bad. Like it's produced well, it's played well. Yeah, it's just like the lyrics are kind of, sh- yeah, kind of lazy. It's that's like, the biggest sin that that song commits. Somehow, kind of great. She's somehow. like a she's like a Julie Brown character, not downtown Julie Brown, but the comedian Julie Brown. Mm-hmm. She did a bunch of Madonna parodies. Yeah. And stuff okay, like that. I it's it's. It's like that. But anyway, so Eddie's just basically like, I'm going to make you star. And the way I'm going to do that is we're going to kidnap Vanity. <laughs> was that their first, their yeah. very first plan was to kidnap well, Vanity? Yes. Yeah, they weren't, they didn't even, well, what happened is he sent William H. Macy to talk to her to right, come that's right. over yeah, that was, that was, And that's when we see William H. Macy wearing yeah. the world's coolest glittery jacket yes. that William H. Macy will ever wear. million colors on it. I hope he took uh, that home. <laughs> it looked like an... A disco stained glass window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like the opening credits of a different world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any yeah. sense, that jacket embodies Good. the opening credits of a different world. Oh Excellent call. Excellent call. How did you? Oh, <laughs> I haven't thought about the opening credits of a different world in 30 years. How did you just do that? You're welcome. It's a different <laughs> Oh, my world. God. I have weird things in my brain. Oh, my God. Where we come from. But so... Eddie's thing is that you've got to wine and dine uh, rich people. Yeah. And the thing that he keeps sticking to over and over again is that you let them order a la carte. Like that because rich people, that's their jam. Like if they don't order off the menu, if they order a la carte, that's how we get them. That's how we get them on our side is we kind of wine and dine you and let you order a la carte. (sighs) Yes. Which is what he says after he kidnaps her. He says mm-hmm. it, he says it in the run up too, because he's like yeah. he's explaining to Angela's like this is how we get rich people on board. Mm-hmm. We let them order a la carte, <laughs> just like yeah, what? <laughs> but so yeah, so uh, William H Macy tries to convince her, fails, and then calls Eddie and is just like she's she won't agree to this, mm-hmm. and Eddie flips out, and so he sends goons to go kidnap her. Yeah. Now this is after like, so she's, they've had a show, they have played DeBarge's song Rhythm of the Night mm-hmm. in its entirety, <laughs> which we watched the music video mm-hmm. for. And then Vanity comes out on stage and does an entire song, which is 
the most schizophrenic song I've ever heard. I don't know what that song is about at all. That song's bad. <laughs> it's a bad song. Vanity is not a good singer. You got upstaged by DeBarge. That is a bad. <laughs> hey, man, Rhythm of the Night's a jam. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying you played a v- video on your screen and then you couldn't top it with your in-studio, whatever mm-hmm. that was. So Vanity is, is not a good singer. I think that song would have been catchy as hell by somebody else. You maybe hand that song off to anybody with charisma yeah, and yeah. it's a f- fucking all time jam. Because, I mean, her choreography is like jerky and it's just, I, you know, it's like half thriller music video, mm-hmm. half I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And the crowd is like, what do are we participating in this? Or are we just hanging out in the background? What are we doing? But anyway, so yeah. her show ends and she goes out to leave mm-hmm. and she goes to get in her limo and it's a different limo driver. It's Chaz Palminteri for some reason. And yeah. she's like, oh, where's Jimmy? And he's like, we're giving the night off. Jimmy's sleeping with the fishes or something, you know, something real dumb. And she's like, oh, OK. And like they drive, I don't know, six feet down the road and mm-hmm. goons, <laughs> goons, <laughs> goons show up and try to get her. Um, and she fights him off with her purse for half a second. And then Leroy is there because he had seen her get into the limo and got all mm-hmm. starstruck. He was like, Gah. And he goes into karate mode, just like yep. to wreck these dudes. How dare they? He does some good dude wrecking. He does. Yeah. yeah. He, he wrecks these dudes and then hails a cab and puts her in it and, and vanishes. And vanishes. <laughs> vanishes from vanity's vantage. <laughs> really? What? What? However. Why are you mad? So Leroy has one possession. <laughs> the, the Bruce Lee medallion, <laughs> and yes. he has lost it during the fight. Yes. The Bruce Lee medallion, because <laughs> Vanity sees it, picks it up, and goes, hmm, and takes it home. It has fallen apart into two pieces because he was that careless. Yep. So, so uh, Leroy goes home. Mm-hmm. I guess He's got a just a typical New York kind of family. Just everyone hanging out in the kitchen, having mm-hmm. breakfast in the morning. Oh yeah, and he, and he, his little his little sister is a. Uh, Rudy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Rudy from the Cosby show. Yeah. Like now, pre I guess pre pre when she showed up on the show. Must have been like yes. immediately pre Cosby because yeah. she was that right age for for Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh, like she's like 3 years old in this yes. and and basically gets to ham it up for one scene like yeah. Yeah. Like like do you want cereal? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. They and also he gives call her, her chopsticks. Yeah. He, they call her three different names and the younger brother's like y'all should really get around to naming that kid. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, Leroy calls her Lotus Flower. Yeah. And someone calls her Sophia. Sophia, And then someone calls her something else. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, y'all should name this kid. She's officially billed as Sophia. So. Okay. Well, that must be They got around to naming her. That must be her legal name. Oh, but Daddy Green. (laughs) So Leroy's little brother is given Leroy shit. Yeah. They establish how how this family works. The younger brother is basically always picking on Leroy Mm -hmm. for being into this whole, like, yeah, Asia karate yeah. thing. Yeah, and he's be- also convinced he's going to win the vanity contest of do a thing. It's never really quite established what the fucking thing it's is. A dance contest, but yeah. it's just I will do the thing, and then vanity will be mine. Yeah, so because wasn't the, the, it wasn't the winner won a date with her? Yes. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. the dad and, like, and he had been in the audience when she yes. had done her horrible, horrible song, right, and fell in love with her. Yes, and because uh, she blew she- him a kiss on the video screen, and he caught it. Oh, correct. Right. And so the dad's like, so you're going to win that contest? And he's like, yeah. And he's what's the prize? A date. A date. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
So, but yeah, so Benny Green is pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's just, he's just ragging on Leroy the whole time, and you know, the dad's like, "Look, people thought I was weird when I opened the first pizzeria in this neighborhood." <laughs> yep, <laughs> the first black man to open a pizzeria in New York, I think yeah. he said. But then he gives. He's like, "But they fell in love with my slogan." <laughs> what was yeah. getting your pizza to Green's Daddy Green's, to Daddy Daddy Green's, Green's pizza? pizza. Yeah. Move your pizza. Yeah, move your move pizza. Move your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> move your pizza. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's a Bamcast alum as well. Wait, what? Yeah, it's uh, Jim Moody. Jim Moody. DC Cab. Uh-huh. Oh. Man, that's DC, DC Cab. Cab's fun. <laughs> and I think that's about DC it. Cab had so many people I, it did. I tend yeah. to yeah. not I remember who yeah. was in it. That would be hard to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so yeah, we've, we've met the family. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we ever see the family again. No, no, we do. I'm we, sorry. We, we see do them the, one more work. time. Yeah. In a very significant time. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Yeah. But not in their home life. No. Yeah. But, but I mean, even the brother like answers the phone like, and is like, oh, Leroy, he's up on the, up on the roof doing that yoga crap. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, uh, this is when he's training. Well, what happens is he, the TV show comes on and that's yeah. when Leroy goes, oh, it's her. Right. And then. Basically, he's not training. The brother is going to teach him to dance or they're going to get to the show somehow because the brother now who, like, let's note, is like 11. Yeah, 10 or 11 at most. And is like, hey, you know, you're Leroy, you're a virgin. You don't know how to do any of the any of the moves. Mm -hmm. You got to have the moves if you're going to please the ladies. Yeah. You know, like an 11 year old is going to teach. Yeah, you need to have the moves. The 19 year old brother how to have sex yeah because he's saying things to him like if you do it wrong it's gonna hurt it's like yeah what <laughs> not you it's like yeah you're her it's like you're 11 stop yeah. what the fuck do you know about fuck yeah child exactly what do you know about fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh they they the training thing must have happened before this f- family breakfast yeah, it did because the brother made fun of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, there's yeah. there's training at the dojo where he's just training a class of of karate kids, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he's wearing Bruce Lee's yellow and black outfit. That that's his. I'm the teacher. Look at mm-hmm. me. Well, uh, I mean, it's the game of death outfit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's just training everybody, and then it's just like, all right. <laughs> open gym and then everyone is just doing all their own karate shit right <laughs> it's barely even like a lesson and then yeah, it's just all right yeah. he's like remember be true to your heart well, yeah. now punch things yeah and then and this is kind of when we're introduced to Johnny Yu Johnny Yu who is his most vocal student let's put it that way yes where he does the whole like I'm gonna intimidate him by doing all the Bruce Lee yeah. stuff and it's it's basically he explains to Leroy that I don't know how to fight at all, mm-hmm. but if I make it sound like I'm threatening, and and he also says that you know people are afraid of Asians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're Asian and you look like you know how to yeah. do martial arts, and people will be afraid of yeah. you. So so he's like, this he's, is what I'm practicing instead of actual martial yeah. arts. He does all the things, and then the guy he's sparring with just immediately roundhouse kicks him to the oh, face. Oh yeah, he gets fucking <laughs> rocked, dropped him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But then show enough. Shows up. He does. Yes. Time to fight me. (laughs) He's like, Leroy, I heard there was training happening. Yes. I want you to train me. He's like, the sign outside said training. I am here. Who do I write the check out to? (laughs) I would like to join your dojo. Yeah. What can you teach me? What time is the next class? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So it's just basically like, all right, fight time now. Yeah. And Leroy's like, I will not fight you. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Yu is like, I'll fight you. <laughs> it comes well, running. Well, no, I mean, screen. it goes on for a while. Oh, yeah, and, and it's basically like, he's like, you won't fight me. You'll fight my gang. Yeah. We fight the ladies. Yeah, he's like, and oh, the you- ladies all like do punches in front of his face, which Shonoff had done in the theater too. Yeah, where like everyone does all these punches right at his face, and yeah. he doesn't flinch. Yeah, and so all the ladies do that and start taunting him, and mm-hmm. eventually one of them hits him. Yes, like makes like, she, like she screws up her. Yeah. I was trying to fake you out and hits him. Yeah, oops. <laughs> and that's when he gets in a stance, mm-hmm. and then he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. He looks back among the gathered members of his dojo, and he's like, I should not disrespect myself and my dojo. But yeah. the dojo's like, beating the dog ass. shit out of a lady. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, at this point, Shono's basically like, well, if you're not going to fight me, you're going to kiss my converse. Right. And... Kneel down. And this, like, Shono's yeah. line delivery. I just... Yeah, it's uh, you, everything is everything is better when it's said by Shona. Yeah, yes, and everything is that. I'm gonna keep going back to Rudy Ray Moore because sure. it's so much like Rudy Ray Moore's line delivery, but good, he, good. Yeah, he pulls it off. <laughs> it's not like I'm go- going to and I'll kick your motherfucking ass. Yeah. It's it's in a very similar yeah. cadence, but also. Ex- extraordinarily different like yeah. he makes it work but like even some of his lines are very bad pg-13 speak of just like you stink you know it's just yeah. like some well, very childish he, he things him, we're gonna what are we gonna do with this limp wimp yeah he he has some very embarrassing on paper lines that he makes the best he of sells yeah yeah it's so good it's <laughs> yeah. somehow just fucking magnificent i yeah He's great. Yeah. He's absolutely great. Love it. But he's like, he's like, you gotta kiss my converse yep. and kneel. And that's when Johnny Yu's like, ah, no, right. And then he immediately gets chased around the room because <laughs> as soon as the one guy's ready to fight him, he st- tries like, to run away. No, nope. he gets <laughs> run to headlock. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you're gonna kiss my converse, or we're gonna snap his neck. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Leroy kind of bends down and is about to, and gets kicked in the face by Shonov. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, you're going to fight me sometime. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Right. And I will. And this will be all I think about until then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will do nothing else other than plan or try to fight you. I will go home and write a blog. And all it will say is, when is Leroy fighting me and where? You should read my dream journal. <laughs> it's nothing except you and me fighting in various locales. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, Okay. Before we get to the next scene, some up, just some other details of Eddie Arcadian and his crew. He's got this guy, Mike Starr, who you've seen in a million things. Like the, he was in Dumb and Dumber. He's the guy who gets annoyed by the most annoying sound in the world. But mm-hmm. he's in Black Dynamite. He's in a million movies. So he, for some reason, has this piranha tank. <laughs> that yeah, it, it's just part of Eddie's office, and his job is to feed these piranhas. Like you never see them, but he feeds mm-hmm. them like a giant thing of of meat, and they you know debone it basically um so that's that's another factor to eddie's batshit insane empire Mm -hmm. that he has so uh leroy and his little brother are going to the studio because they're gonna sign up for the contest yeah and the little brother's like i'm not gonna i don't wait line for tickets let's go sneak in and during the process of all this the little brother's like i'll find another way in you wait here and while he's waiting there this sound truck pulls up mm-hmm. 
that Mike Starr, which is Eddie's henchman, gets out of, walks in and leads Vanity out and just is like, we need you in the truck to do some sound things, whatever. This is the easiest kidnapping plot I've ever seen because it's just immediately it works. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so, TV production was different back then. Yeah. So they lock her in this truck and drive away. And Leroy gives chase for half a second. And, you know, obviously he's not going to leave a weapon his way to catch this truck. Mm-mm. So he comes back to where the truck sped off from. And there's a clipboard there that has Eddie's name on it, which, you know, good <laughs> it's job. Just, it says like Arcadian <laughs> yeah. Studios yeah, or something. Eddie Arcadian yeah. Productions or something like that. So fucking idiot. <laughs> so basically Leroy just ninjas up. Yeah, well, they make her watch the video. They it's do. a different yes. video from earlier, I believe. Or no, this, this, this is the first, first time we're seeing it. We've seen yeah. it. Yeah. There is a different one that shows up later. She, but. The, the thing is that in the first scene, she's laying there in a ridiculous outfit. So it seems like yeah, that's the video. But like, yeah, now they're showing you this video, which is 80s convoluted and themed and has some ideas going on. But they're doing the thing where they just have to make it seem a little worse than what yeah. probably everyone is capable of. So she is like trying not to look at it. <laughs> and just, there are a lot of vanity reaction shots. During like this. she will just like her hair falls in front of her face and she mm-hmm. kind of like <laughs> dissatisfyingly blows it away so she yeah. can keep watching this. And like Eddie forces her head back. It's like, no, no, the action's over here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so what do you think? He's gonna, you you going to play my video? She goes, no, no. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you heard me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna ask again. He's like, we were gonna let you order all the cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he brings it back up. <laughs> I was gonna wine you and dine you and let you order all the cards. We tried to do this the nice way. Yeah. And so this is what we get. She's like, no, you kidnapped me. And this video sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting this on. She's more diplomatic about it. She's like, it's just not for our audience. It's just yeah. not what we do. And it seems like. Well, and she's kind of, she starts saying something and Angela cuts her off. Yeah. She's like, eh, she just said it's not right now is yeah. not a good time. Maybe it's not a good time for her to watch the video. Let's try it again later. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, nah, we're going to take care of this right now. And they menace her for half a second, and then that's when Leroy shows up. Yeah, he kicks the door, and he's wearing, like, the ninja mask yeah. now, so they can't see who he is. Yeah, and he basically ninja stars everyone in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, because all the limo guys, when they came back, they were, there was a team of, like, 20 guys that took us out, oh. and they were all black, it's too. Fun. So it's two Italians <laughs> and a black dude that are the henchmen, and the one of the Italian guys is like, yeah, and they were all big black guys, and they kind of turn to the other black guy for, like... Right, they huh? just make they just kind of make yeah. space for the camera to see him. Yeah, and he has yeah. this look on his face like, yeah, I, and they were big yeah. too. But at mm-hmm. first he's like, "You racist mother!" Yes, they yeah. were black. <laughs> yeah, which let, let's just talk about it for a second. This movie, um, mid eighties, mildly racist. The most casual racism for the sake of jokes, but it's like it's never. It's it's strange because it's always like it's almost always the directed inward somehow. <laughs> right. Like in, so the the they were all black guys thing. The the black guy kind of like says it's okay at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later on in the movie there's some some Asian racism mm-hmm. that is perpetrated by all the Asian dudes. And they're doing it on purpose. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not like it's not like they're forced into it because of the screenplay. The characters are, are mm-hmm. being stereotypical t- amongst themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's it's I'm sure it's in the screenplay, but it's yeah. part of the part of the character. But I mean, the characters yeah. are doing it. I, I they guess, have their own yeah, internal motivation. Yeah, it's their own pattern. You, you don't want to phrase it like it's like good natured. 
but no. it's kind of like it's not like Revenge of the Nerds type thing where it's like, no, this is wrong. What's happening here? Yeah, it's it's, it's not that. It's yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> one of those things. It's like nowadays it's just problematic. Like you could not make this movie now no. the same way. It, it's like with all of the casual <laughs> joking that happens. Yeah, if you're watching this now for the first time today you might turn to an older person and say, was there no racism in the in the mid 80s? Like, was was just everything OK back then? Like, was there so much not racism that everyone could just be really racist and none of it mattered? Because <laughs> that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we had cured racism in the mid 80s <laughs> and everyone was just free to do and say whatever. And then suddenly, I don't know, racism just came roaring back. And then everyone was like, whoa, knock that shit off. Which I guess if you really, watch movies at the time. You yeah, would think that. Yes, but, you would. Yeah. So it, it's weird. It, it's yeah, it's it, you, it you could, could probably write a blog about some of it. being. Yeah, I'm sure there's but, a think piece in it. But Jesus or Christ, two. this movie is fun as fuck. So it is really funny and not it's not like it's not mean spirited. It's not. I, yeah, I don't want to say it's mean natured either, but it's not mean spirited. It's not mean spirited, I guess. But either way, we're a bunch of white dudes talking about that. So, yeah, our, our opinion yeah. probably doesn't Fuck count. Do we for know? A well, ton. the white people in this are problematic, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least at least Eddie doesn't call anybody the N word that I remember. Yeah, so no. Shonuff is the only one that uses that word. Yes. Yeah. And he uses it to great effect. Yes. Yes. He uses it in properly. his introduction <laughs> and later on. Yes. Yeah. Awesomely and properly. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, he, he uses the uh, the A yes. variant. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah of as course. you would. Yeah, yes. you would hope so. But <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. So Leroy has come in. He's ninja star dudes and like the henchmen are just like, so now they're winged like they all only have one hand. And mm-hmm. so they're just useless fighting Leroy. Um, eventually, like it comes down to just Leroy, who's just going to fight Eddie. Mm hmm. And this starts getting very close to the piranha tank. And I'm like, we're wrapping this up early yeah. because he's just basically like, hey, Eddie, time to cool off and dunks. It goes well, to dunk his head. Eddie goes, you made a big mistake, kid, and yanks off the the sock on his <laughs> he's head. He's like, I don't know you. <laughs> Yoink. And it's basically still like, I still don't know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you? Yep. But, yeah. But then that's when he goes, yeah, you need to you really need to cool off. Yeah. You need to cool off, Eddie. Yeah, because Eddie makes him kind of makes him an offer almost. He's kind like, of. But four or five scenes before this in the last mm-hmm. Eddie's office scene. Yeah. He's told um, Rock to get rid of the piranha. Right. And he's like, get rid of it. I thought I told you to get rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rock says, oh, well, it, you said it has its uses and did not get rid of it. And he's like, yeah, but I hate it. I really don't <laughs> like it here. Right. And sort of implies that he should get rid of it yeah. again. So I'm. Anyway. Well, the impli- well, after this, it's very much gone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, <laughs> so he goes to dunk Eddie's head in this vat and Eddie's immediately like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and his head is in there for a nanosecond, mm-hmm. like enough for the, the water to bubble up and for him to get wet. And then that's it. And there's like a little tiny little speck Cut of blood on, his, on the bridge yeah. of his nose. Like that's all he managed to, mm-hmm. to get before he got away. Like Leroy didn't know what was in there. And still doesn't know what's it. He doesn't act like, oh, shit, there's piranha in there. He was mm-hmm. just like, all right, well, I got you wet. That, that'll that teach you a lesson. All right, yeah. come on, vanity. Let's go. Yeah, he takes, and then this is when Angela just is like, oh, Eddie, you're so wet. You got to <laughs> dry off. And he's like, she, don't touch me. He's like, shut your hole. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like wringing out his tie <laughs> and, his and just patting his face. <laughs> it's, it's a very cute thing. Angela's character is played so yeah. sympathetically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's just so While innocent being about annoying all of as it. shit. Yeah, yeah. In the general sense, yes, yeah. 
So anyway, he takes her back to to Vanity, back to her apartment, mm-hmm. to which he's, you know, they do a nice whole double entrande thing going on where she's brought him in, yeah, you know, and he's like, well, you have something of mine that uh, I'd mm-hmm. be really pleased if you got it for me. And then she's, she's like, like oh, you know, that too. belt buckle oh, thing. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's it's not a belt. It's a very no. He's actually guy. like belt buckle. Like he's yeah. never heard the phrase before. He's he's very like fish out of water, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. He's been training with the sensei since he was a kid. Is mm-hmm. what I is my well. Then head his care, parents but... needed to react a little stronger to his reaction of coming home because he just came in for breakfast and they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> haven't seen you since you were four, son. <laughs> right. But I, I just since I love we the sold way... you to that Asian master. <laughs> No, no, I, you're right. I, no, I, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I, no. I strike that. I was yeah. not even thinking no. of it that way. So sorry. But <laughs> they, uh, <clears throat> I just, I love the way they play this scene because he's like so excited about getting the medallion back. Mm-hmm. But she's you, like, if you think of it in terms of sex, yeah. it, like his nervousness should seem like that. But yeah. he's like, she's like, I'll go get it for you, and he's like. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm getting the medallion back. And he like <laughs> saunters around the living room and is just like, I'm gonna sit here and wait for the medallion. This is the best. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> acting like the kid on prom night where she's like, I'm going to the bathroom, I'll be back in just a minute. He's like, And that's when the kid sits hey. on the bed and is like Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> but all he thinks it's gonna happen is he's gonna get the medallion back. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's super happy he, about it. Yeah, and yeah it's, but all he cares about wonderful. is the medallion. <laughs> and she's like primping up her hair and everything. Yeah. It's so he good. plays such a good like happy innocence with this character. Yeah. He's just like, oh boy, yeah. oh golly gee, I'm just gonna, oh man, what a great day. I'm getting <laughs> my medallion back and oh, this apartment is so mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, and it's I've been, a neato apartment. And she wow, comes out. look at everything. And, and like the medallion, she put a ribbon on it and like, you know, Star Wars awards it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, here, this way you won't lose it again. And he's like, you're the best. This is just, look at this medallion. Yeah. This is so good. And then she's like, won't you sit down? And he's like, Yes, I will. And then she's kind of like, you know, and he's like, what? And (laughs) that's almost as far as it gets. But she Mm -hmm. is like, you know, you know, you're kind of cool and awesome. And he's like, yeah, you know, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. she's like, haven't had the sex lately. (laughs) Putting out those vibes. And and he's just like, don't know what you're talking about. I got my medallion. Yeah, got to go. Yeah. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, from here. From, where do we go? From where here, this is, I believe, now? the next day is when... Uh, oh, is this when we're at the pizza parlor? Uh, almost. What happens is she takes him around, like they're they're driving around that day, mm-hmm. and, she, and <clears throat> he's asking her about, oh, he has this friend that needs to, you know, does it, he's never had sex before, so he's not been with that. It was, a, it was around this time. Yeah. Yeah, because he ran into her on the street and was like, hey... And then she says something weird, like, I, I'll be right back. And then it just cuts to them in a car going somewhere. Okay. All right. I remember what happened. Is Basically, she comes to him and asks him to be her bodyguard. Right. Right. That's right. Yes. She, she tracks down him down in his dojo and wants to hire him to be the bodyguard. Yeah. And that's when Johnny Yu's like, you know, he shows up in the middle of the scene. He's like, oh, man, you're vanity. You're the best. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But like, you you're know, Laura Charles. Yeah. Doing the whole like speaking to the celebrity. You're, you're the third you're the, person in front of the celebrity yeah. thing. You're the Pornhub lady on yeah. the video screen <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Pornhub lady. <laughs> whatever the name. It's, it's the Divix lady. The Divix <laughs> lady. Divix. <laughs> Hot Divix picks. Hot Divix. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. So and he's like, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I just can't do that. Oh, 
there's also like one of the best lines in the movie. Absolutely. At the end of this. Like, yes. He says, I'm Johnny. No. You nice to meet you. And she says, hi, Johnny. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's Acting. So dumb. It's so good. It's so dumb, it's, but it's so good. It's so good. Yep. Yeah. But they go outside and they get in a car and drive around and mm-hmm. he's just like, so um, a friend of mine I know doesn't know how to do the moves. Could you give me some advice to give to him? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I could just, we could just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. he's like, no, no, it's not me. It's my friend. Yeah, he doesn't know honest. the moves. <laughs> Wasn't this? Yeah. I think while they were driving around is when also, meanwhile, back at the pizza parlor, yeah. the family's going about their business doing pizzas. <laughs> and then <laughs> show enough, show enough shows show enough. up. Where's Leroy? He goes, time to fight. He's like, I was told Leroy Green is here. <laughs> And Leroy Green Sr. is like, speaking. <laughs> and there Shonuff are, is like, the hell? <laughs> it's not you. When you yeah. when you watch this movie, because you're, you're going to watch this movie yeah. uh, after listening to this podcast, or else you're fired. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at all the signs in the background. All the signs mm-hmm. of the yes. pizza place are fucking wonderful. Yeah. The set designers deserve a million awards. Yep. The set designers and the fashion designers. And the costume designers. Because, yeah. man... I don't know how Shonuff gets through the door. <laughs> no. If I could just call back to the previous scene. Uh-huh. When she says, I'll be right back, yeah. she changes her outfit yeah. to a vaguely Asian-inspired, like, it's Asian-inspired enough that you can tell mm-hmm. yeah. that she's deliberately trying to match him. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of her outfits are kind of, eh. Yeah, she stopped wearing her Laura Charles hot Divix <laughs> outfits right. and has switched over to... Maybe this will get his attention. Yeah. And yeah. all of Angela's outfits are also insane. Uh-huh. But in all the right 80s oh ways. Like there's When we get to the scene with her next song, <laughs> we'll talk about it. But Yeah. Yeah. So, Shonoff has shown up at the, at the family pizzeria. <laughs> shown up. Shown up. And, you know, Leroy's dad is just like, I'm Leroy Sr. And he, or, you know, whatever. Leroy Green. Is. Yeah. And he's just like, no, not you. And he's like, oh, you must meet my son, Junior. <laughs> And they're like, Junior, ha, he's a <laughs> yeah, Junior. Yeah, up goes, get it? Junior. <laughs> and then, like, so they just start fucking shit up. Oh, man, there was a really good line, too, right before he... There's so many good lines. It's it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, but like, but the... there's some, some just incredibly good line right before he karate chops a table in half. Yeah. And Leroy Green Sr., <laughs> it's just reaction shots yeah. from him and... and and well, Mama Green, and they're just like, "What? Leroy what Green is happening?" Senior is just like, "Everyone, stay back. Just let them do what they're going to do." The mother is just like, "Oh hell no!" And is it f- frantically attempting She's to throw dough. whatever she can throw? She like, grabs she, yeah, she one huge chunks of pizza yeah. dough. dough. <laughs> just belts yeah. these as dudes. he as he smashes the uh, the salt shakers yes. in his hands. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, he also like, picks up the little brother and throws him head first into a trash can. Yeah, because yeah. the little brother tells him to stop. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," and he's just yeah. like, like, "Come here, <laughs> dunk." Um, there's yeah. a, there's a pinball machine in there. They do not touch. Yeah. However, they karate kick the fuck out of this video video jukebox. jukebox. It is, <laughs> and the dad goes, "That's not even mine. That's not even mine. <laughs> what are you doing that for?" Yeah. But he's like, "You tell Leroy, <laughs> this is what's waiting for him." <laughs> and so 
they 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 don't even go through the door. They kick the glass <laughs> out of the front door and yeah. just walk through yeah. it. Shonuff will Shonuff throws just hucks a chair yes. out the door. Yeah. And he actually does open the door when they leave. Yeah. And then one of the henchmen looks back and fucking karate kicks the the glass out mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. out of the remaining door. Yeah. Uh, and yep. then they go and get in the Shonuff van. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that they all travel around in and listen to Shonuff rant about wanting to beat up Leroy. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna beat up Leroy Green. Keep your eyes peeled the for van. Leroy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Eddie is putting together a henchman squad of uh, murderers, literally taking resumes from murderers to to just take the place of the henchmen who are no longer with us anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and to just take out Leroy. That's yeah. all he cares. That like he is. It's like I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. If like some of Shonuff's glow passed to Eddie, <laughs> right? But Eddie's suddenly like just obsessed yeah. with taking out Leroy. Yes, like and that's the thing too is like Leroy comes to the pizza parlor just after everything happens, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Leroy, this is all your fault. Yeah, you you weren't here, and look what happened." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I was doing other things. I'm yeah. not responsible for this." Yeah, and they're just like, "You suck." And and Leroy, his little brother calls him a coward. Yeah, because that he, because he won't fight Shona, yeah. which he goes back to the dojo. And yeah. that's when he just beats the hell out of the training bags and everything. And just hearing his brother call him a coward over and over again in mm-hmm. his head. Um, and so, that's when she tries to recruit him, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So because where he had been, well, we can get to it later. Yeah. We'll just cover it later. Um, we'll group it all together. OK. Uh, so Eddie's hiring murderers to work for him. Uh, Angela gets word of this and she's like, why are you hiring these people? Why do you want him dead? That's not good like what's what's yeah. going on here and he's like i'm doing it for you and she's like i don't want that yeah i do not want that and this is is this when she's shooting her weird traffic cone yeah, music where, video? She, well, yes. where she's got headlights on her boobs right yeah and like the weird spandexy outfit i mean it's the it's 80s just so traffic patterns she's and... also got all sorts of traffic reflectors yeah. in her hair yeah and her hair is red yellow and green mm-hmm yeah, it's a high concept her, music video. Her the dancing 80s. girls are wearing like sort of caution tape yeah. styled shirts, and they, they're paid in quarters to go go to the arcade. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, that yeah, because yeah, he sends the other girls down with yeah to go play in the arcade. There's a bunch of quarters. Go yeah. have fun. Yeah. And they but, basically have ah. a bad breakup after this. Yeah. Is what? It, well, it's well, just, she's basically like, you don't even care about me. You yeah. just want to make the videos. Yeah, you just you just you're using this to get your way. It's like you don't care about me having success and I don't want it that way. Yeah. And she's basically, you know, he's basically like, "Ah, you were a failed cosmetologist or whatever." And you yeah, get well, by yeah, you're tits. dental, dental hygienist, yeah. hygienic school, dental hygienist school dropout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get by on your tits and she's just basically like, "Yeah, well, you're also from the neighborhood I'm from and you get by on my tits." So, I got class. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. And she literally means she has class to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. They're broken up. Mm-hmm. Eddie still maintains his ridiculous vendetta of you must play my music video. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm he's going just to kill like, Vanity and Leroy and you're going to play my music video. I which, think at that point he just wants control of her show. Yeah. It's, like, that's what it's devolved into. It's gone from you're going to play this music video yeah. to I'm just going to run the show regardless of what happens. The most ridiculous. And also kill Leroy. <laughs> right. Because he came poorly. in here and busted my shit up and put my face in a yeah. piranha tank. And yep. also recruit like 85 insane movie goons. Yeah. Local yep. wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. But. So, yeah. And eventually he goes to recruit Shonuff mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And Shonuff's like, I don't even want the money. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, they, they open up a comical briefcase of money. He's like, I don't even care. I don't even want it. And yeah. just tell me the t- <laughs> the designated time and the designated place, and I will designate Leroy for dismemberment. <laughs> Such an amazing quote. Yep. Yeah, and they're like, and he's like, all right, Mister Nuff, thanks. And show Nuff gives him this look like. Did you just say that, motherfucker? <laughs> Mr. Nuff, Mr. Nuff. But then he's just like, it's not even worth beating the shit out of you. Yeah. And just <laughs> walks away. He's like, just tell me the time and place. Yeah. It, it's it's weird. The the midsection of this movie is is edited very haphazardly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like scenes are out of order and there's some stuff ripped out that... Because it seems like they're they're hiring all these murderers who never do anything before he hires Shonuff. It's like... What were you hiring all those dudes for? Clearly, you're just going to jump straight to hiring Shonuff. So, mm-hmm. what was that scene for? Yeah. But I guess you needed that scene to have Angela Shonuff break there. up with him, and yeah. So, but it's yeah. And at this point, Leroy has just he's kind of had like this crisis of conscience or whatever because of all everything that's happened, and he basically goes back to his his master and is like, well, because he has tried to go see the master who is supposedly hidden behind the scenes at this uh fortune cookie warehouse. Yeah. He tried to get in the first time and that's just, when the Asian guys got all racial profiling yeah, on were, him, but but they don't treat him like a black dude. They treat him like an Asian dude. Yes. And they're just like get out of here. The the master's not going to see you. You're not worthy. Get out. Mm-hmm. So and they steal his hat too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they steal his funky giant hat. So he, so he's gone to the club with Vanity. Vanity has somehow edited together a film highlight reel of Bruce Lee, mixed together with a song that perfectly describes everything that he has explained to her about getting the glow, about getting the glow, and being the master and reaching the final level. To which she did not run away screaming from this man. She was like. Hold on. I have the perfect song and video for yes. you to come watch. I created this video before <laughs> Avid Machines existed. I, I spliced Think about film that. together, yeah. timed it to the music, and here now you will watch it. So as as he's watching this and watching all the Bruce Lee clips, he sees a clip of Bruce Lee in one of the movies where he went undercover as some comical Jerry Lewis character to Also get. Chinese connection. By the yeah. way, he is super jazzed to see Bruce Lee again. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's just, that's, that's Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. <laughs> it's like, of course it is. So, but he gets the idea, like, that's how I'll get in to see the master. I'll go in wearing a disguise. So he just puts on hats and a uh, hat and some shades and goes to deliver a pizza mm-hmm. to the fortune like cookie place. Like a mesh shirt and yeah. colored yeah. pants. Like, yeah, just basically just different than mid 80s street tough yeah. outfit and goes to the, the warehouse again and tells the dudes, you know, it's like, oh, the master ordered this bean sprout pizza. Let me in. And they're like, uh, you're the guy from before, aren't you? And they take off his hat and glasses and go, yeah, you're the guy from before. He's and like, then, no, no, I'm not. I'm totally not. And then they're like, hey, well, teach us how to play craps. No, he, okay, I want to point out, he goes, no, I'm not. We all look the same. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. To which the Asian guys are like, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, <laughs> it's just, yes. Uh, so. Yeah. But meanwhile, while this happened, as soon as he left. Yeah. Uh, his brother had seen him in, right. and his Vanity brother making out. Yeah, his brother already hates him for being a coward for not being at yeah. the pizzeria. When, but now he hates him for getting the girl that apparently he had called. Yeah, he called her. Yeah, he put dibs. Which, yeah, he, he called Shotgun <laughs> on Vanity, this famous, gorgeous woman who's like, yeah, of course I'll go out with an eleven-year-old. Right. Yeah. So he's now he's mad at that yeah. as well. But this is when Eddie shows up and he's like, ha ha. 
I'm evil. I got right? you now. Yeah. Uh, and this then, and club he, is mine. <laughs> yeah. And and basically just they take over the club. Yeah. They, they yeah. tie them up mm-hmm. and just start video Yeah, because the, video brother, the brother's like, hey, I'm going to save you, Vanity, and yeah. immediately is captured because, yeah. of course, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, meanwhile, he's he's trying to, Leroy's trying to do the whole meet the master thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has to teach them how to play craps, which uh, the camera pants down and he is teaching them how to play hopscotch, actually. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is our version <laughs> of craps. Yeah. And they're into it. And they they're, love it. Well, they're also high and drunk. Yes. Because they have offered him they have offered booze him the weed and, and, and the weed. And he's like, so no. there's our 420 connection. Right. There it is. Congratulations. Yep. There's. <laughs> yeah. Synergy. Blaze it. Uh-huh. Yep. So anyway, he eventually is just like, look at my medallion. I need to see the master. And they're all like, oh, wow. Check out that medallion. That's a sweet medallion. Hey, okay, we'll take you to the master. Come this way. And they take him out the front door and they say, <laughs> stand right here. And then they, <laughs> they, they take the medallion and walk back in and you hear them the lock door the door locked. eight times. And yeah. then they all just laugh. And he's like, what? <laughs> and so they're inside laughing and you see the door behind them as they're inside laughing. And then he just kicks the door open and mm-hmm. just like destroys yeah. the door. And they're yeah. like, there's no master. We made it up. <laughs> yeah. There's literally no master. It's a computer. It's Come just a look. machine. Yeah. yeah. So they go and it's a computer. Uh, and so, yeah, he goes back to see his, his former master. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell, man? Why did you tell me there was a master to go see? It's just a computer. And he's just poking him in the forehead like... You need to find the real master. Look where you haven't looked yeah. already. Mm-hmm. You got to look yeah. where you haven't Dumb looked yet. And, and he gives Have him an empty seen? fortune cookie, and he goes inside is everything you seek. Yeah, and he opens it up. He's like, "There's nothing in here." It's like exactly. Yeah, like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "If you'll excuse me, I have a plane to catch." Right. And he's like, "Oh, are you going on a journey, <laughs> master?" He's like, "I'm going to visit my mom in Miami." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. he's so pleased by that too. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so uh, somehow, oh, what happens is Angela has gone to the dojo yes. carrying her small suitcase of whatever the hell was left of her stuff. <laughs> right. And I guess she was going to go live with Leroy. Yeah, I don't seems, know. It seems like it. But-, I, but also, I think she was warning him. Yeah. Because Johnny used there and he goes, he goes, she goes, I'm looking for Leroy. And, and somehow he goes, well. Would a would a half Asian do? Yeah. Would you settle for a medium a yeah, medium a me- oriental? <laughs> yeah, a medium oriental. <laughs> and she goes, "No thanks, I'm Jewish," <laughs> or "I'm not Jewish." That's what she goes. No, I'm not Jewish, <laughs> and just moves right on from yeah. that. And I was like, "Wait, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, all of them. Were Did just, I just hear that right? They all just were like, "Yeah, okay." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that just a weird quip, or is there something I'm missing? I. Uh, this was a time in America where there was no racism and you could just say whatever your race was and everything. <laughs> there were a lot of Jewish like, women married to Oriental men. Is that, a th- was that a thing? Yes. Okay. All right. right. Around at least in New York, New Jersey was a thing that, okay. Yeah. I have learned a thing. Yep. A, a sly it, joke. It was kind of a, a sly social It was commentary. kind of a stereotype thing. Okay. That, okay. Uh, All right. I have learned. Yep. But anyway, she, she basically warns him that, Hey, you know, they're going like don't go by Seventh Heaven, don't go by the club because it's bad news. Yeah, and that's when you know Leroy comes back and mm-hmm. Johnny's told she said not to go there. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going. Yeah, it's like, and so fuck this. He's like, and he's like gearing up with Ninja Stars and everything. He's like, oh well, you know, you, we need to, you know, we I, you're gonna need weapons if you're gonna go with yeah. me, Johnny. And he's like, he's okay, like, yeah, yeah. So he immediately locks him in the <laughs> he walks full on into the weapons closet. Yep, <laughs> and he gets locked in. Yeah. Um, but now yeah, from here, Johnny go or Johnny Leroy goes to the club because he he's like, yeah. and he's sneaking in because he knows. 
However, yeah. Eddie has made himself his own music video. Yes, he has. Because editing music videos was super easy back in early 1985. You just need some equipment yep. and, a, and a nightclub. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, but he's also spotted Leroy on the video camera. So right. Leroy sneaks in. He's watching Leroy sneak in. Yeah. He's just like, there he is. He's sneaking in. And he lets him get to the middle before just his giant face is on the screen going, Leroy. Mm-hmm. Camera zooming in and yep. out. <laughs> now it's time. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> he doesn't even, he doesn't really have any justification for any of this, but he's no. just like, it's, now it's entertainment time. Mm-hmm. And you see guys creeping around in the shadows, kind of like, like rim lighting on some of them. Yeah. And then finally he's like, all right, let's just do this. And he lights up the floor and it's the disco floor. Yep. Turns on all the laser lights and everything. And it's just fight time. Yeah. Meanwhile, like this is a badass arena for a fight. It is. Yeah. Yes. It's really good. So Mike Starr is also up in the booth with him and he's just like, I'm going to shoot. It. Let's end this. And he pulls out his gun. He's like, let's do this. And he's like, no, no, that's not sporting. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, yeah. I hired all these murderers to take care of this. Let's watch what happens. So he makes him I give paid him good money yeah, for yeah. this. He well, makes yeah, him well, give him his gun. So yeah. now Eddie has a gun. Yeah. Because, I mean, Eddie does like he he comments on how much entertainment he's getting out of all this. Yes. Multiple times throughout yes. the end of the other movie it's like you can't beat this nothing on cable nothing yeah. <laughs> no music no 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 theater nothing tops this look at this is so awesome yeah and he's like beating dudes down with nunchucks and stuff but then one big dude grabs the nunchucks and just bites them mm-hmm. and breaks them yep and that's when he's like oh shit mm-hmm. and there's like and a- he gets knocked down yeah and then there's a dude just hitting him with a chain mm-hmm. and kicking him yep and that's when uh because in a scene that had happened earlier, yes, the young, one of the younger students, Eddie Reyes Jr., has shown up yes. and introduced himself to this movie. Yep, saved Johnny from the from the cabinet, yeah, from the weapons closet, yes, and the entire dojo has brought shown the up. entire dojo because they bust in as he's getting on the as he's on the ground getting kicked, yeah, and then just full on Donnie bro, brouhaha, yeah, it's yep. just madness, it is, and this little kid is fucking badass. Yes, he is. He absolutely he's like is. Shokasugi's son in uh, what Revenge was of the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja, where yeah. you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, this kid is good. Yep. His dad's a stunt coordinator. Um, he, Eddie Reyes, I think he was one of the Ninja Turtles, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, so, Ernie. Yeah. That's knowledge I don't have off Ernie. the top of my head. What am I saying? Eddie. It's Ernie. Oh, I'm sorry. Ernie Reyes. Respect Mr. Reyes Jr. Yes. Pardon. Either way. Pardonnez-moi. Either way, he works over some dudes. Yeah. Uh, Johnny somehow realizes that he's actually learned something in the fighting and mm-hmm. takes out a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and he's like, suddenly fucking and, like, knows how to use fucking nunchucks <laughs> yeah. like a like a boss. Yeah, and there are about four instances during all this fighting where people just thank someone else across camera, like on the other side of the room, with a giant thumbs up. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just constantly happening. It is because where we were like, that's a that that's the screen grab. No, that's the screen. No, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, they are all fighting like mad. And eventually, Eddie's like, come on, Vanity, we're going down to the yeah. bowels of the building. Yeah, Eddie, Mike Starr, and Vanity, they they go, they're leaving, and, and Eddie's like, yeah, good luck with all that, Leroy. Yeah. And so Leroy's like, well, shit. Yeah. And so he leaves the fight to go chase after him. Meanwhile, the brother, I appreciate that he gets out of his ropes by dancing out of them. I, at first, I wondered what the hell he was doing. Yeah, he was getting out of the ropes by dancing. It just seemed them. like a kid standing in the back of a shot, not really paying attention to what he was supposed to be doing. But yeah, he dances his way out of the ropes that have tied him up. And then he's like, I'm free. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really contribute much to the rest of this. He's just. Well, kind of, he's in peril. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, because as Leroy goes across the street, 
and he has to climb up into the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Eddie is just up in a window, just fucking taunting him. This was just like, yeah. I got your girl, and she's going to play my music video. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, what? Nobody Dude, cares, guy. let it go. Yeah. And the kid sneaks yeah. into the warehouse as well, mm-hmm. the brother, because he's going to save Vanity. and Absolutely. S- like, still thinks that he's going to get that date with Vanity. Yes. Which, no. No, no kid. No. You're not. Sorry. You're a child. Not. Yeah. Doesn't um, work that way. Leroy eventually has to lock him into a, <laughs> a well, cage. Yeah. Well, basically. after saving him. Yeah. Because there's a point where, like, he gets a he gets his like a throwing uh they're like throwing pencils you know they're like the, whatever those little yeah. darts are mm-hmm. and he chucks one at this box that that nails right next to right next to Eddie's head exactly. and he's like my next throw will not miss right and then Eddie just fires his gun and he's like <laughs> my next shot won't miss yeah 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 and takes off yeah. but then th- as this happens is when Mike Starr gets the kid mm-hmm. so Leroy's like oh damn it. So he has to go save him. Mm-hmm. So he saves the kid, and then the kid basically gets chucked into uh, a fire extinguisher, which knocks, which kind of, you know. Oh, God. Gives yes. him a good concussion. Oh, that sound is so bad. He gets picked up and thrown good. into that bin or whatever, and just gong. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, that child is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you should not move his neck when you go over to him, mm-hmm. because he has died. Yeah. But um, So Leroy just beats the hell out of this guy. Yeah. And then just goes right over to him, scoops him up. Just and he's, like, he's like, "Are you all right, man?" Yeah, I'm like, here. What? I was, I was, I had him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need your help. And yeah. that's when he locks him behind like a chain link fence or something. Yeah, he's like, "No, you need to stay here. You need to not do this." Yep. And then our hero has shown up. Yep, <laughs> Shonuff has arrived. Yep, steps out of an elevator and is just like, "Finally, we are going to fight now." I have been waiting my entire life yes. for this. <laughs> I have not slept. I have not eaten. Yeah. I have not done anything. And also, guess what? I've got the evil glow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that comes a little bit later. A little bit later, but Be- it's... Because they're kind of fighting back and forth, and and uh, basically, Leroy gets the jump on him by swinging from a chain and kicking him through a door onto like a lower platform in another room. Yeah. And he's like... And Shonoff does kind of... He does kind of like the... <gasps> yeah. You, you know, like the kind of twitch one last time and then collapse mm-hmm. thing. And so Leroy starts walking away, and then he's like, Leroy! Leroy. <laughs> and he whips around, and he's not he's, there. He's and gone. He's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was what he needed to to get the evil glow, the evil red glow. Because, he, man, he just reemerges and starts beating the hell out of Leroy. Uh, yeah. With, with fists of red fury. <laughs> yeah. And just... Dumb 80s lightning effects and explosions. As, I like it. Yeah. It's every, every every hit, it's almost like the dust cloud that they normally do in yeah. martial arts movies. Yeah. It's like, instead, it's all like rotoscope, whatever the hell. You it's know, just hand-drawn Hand-drawn bullshit. animation on yeah. there. Yeah. It's and, pretty great, though. Yeah. Leroy's and, getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. And and he's basically dunking him in the water, being like, who's the master? He's just, Tell say my me, name. say who the master <laughs> is. Say my name. And he's just dunking him in over and over again. And as he's getting dunked, <laughs> He just starts flashing back to everything the yeah. master told him. Well, every time he gets dunked, he gets a flashback. Yeah. So he gets dunked, flashback, <laughs> dunk, yeah. flashback, dunk, flashback, and realization. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. The realization uh, is basically look within yourself. Yeah. You were the, the master. master. Has been inside you the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So like he pulls him out the last time. He's like, "Who's the master?" He's like, "It's me." <laughs> yep. And then he gets the glow. It was oh, me. Okay. And he gets yeah. like the gold glow. He does. He gets the gold glow. And uh, he gets the full body glow. Yeah, because they've they've actually talked about like some 
some people who reach near the final level can get like the glow Some of the glow, hands and right. that's what show enough has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those who are truly a master will get the full body glow. Yeah, you have and to... he fucking glows right. full body. Yeah. And yeah. and meanwhile Eddie's been watching this from like up in the rafters with vanity with him being mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, it's like this is the best show ever. Yeah. I'm going down there to get a front row seat." Yep. So, uh Shonoff's glow is starting to short out. Like he still has it a little bit, but it's phasing in and out, mm-hmm. and then eventually it's gone. Which actually does make zzz, zzz, sounds. It does as it it's going out. Yeah, and uh, Leroy just starts doing the the Bruce Lee thing we saw in the clip earlier, where it's like he's they've they've taken frames out to make it slow mo, but yeah. he's it's because he's moving so fast. It's just, mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's going so fast. Um, yeah, and then just Leroy murders Shonoff pretty much, and then eventually kicks him into the tank of yep. water. Uh, t- <laughs> and pulls him out. Well, he yeah. doesn't want to kill him. Well, he looks over and is just like, come on, man. <laughs> just walks over and pulls him out and just drapes him over the side. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Yeah. And Eddie's like, this isn't how it turned out. But yeah. It was entertaining. But yeah. It's all over now. Right. I got and the he- gun. See? Yep. So. And we will note, when Shona first met Leroy, yeah. he said there were legends about him catching a bullet with his teeth right. and it's all bullshit. Yeah. Which is weird. It Again, it just feels like the start of that movie was us being dropped in three-fourths yeah. of the way through a like much longer yeah. epic film. We didn't even realize it was Chekhov smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> Eddie shoots at, yeah. at Leroy. Leroy goes down. Yep. Vanity screams. And Eddie's like... <laughs> Eddie walks over. Eddie's like, kicks the body the over. The future 3, just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at me. How great I am. Yeah. Yep. Walks over. Kicks the body over. Mm-hmm. Eddie just is like... And and Leroy smiles, and he's got the bullet between his teeth glowing. Yep. And then he's like, oh, my God, what? No. (laughs) Hell no. Yep. And then uh, he gets chained up, and Leroy basically pulls the chain and hoists him up into the air. Just hanging gently off the ground. Meanwhile, uh, his younger brother has has untied Vanity. Yeah. And at this time is when all the video producer people come in and go, where have you been? We don't have time to do your hair. What were you doing, Vanity? you got to be on in five minutes. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And she Just like say, they were doing back, you know. Yeah. She yes, didn't say, motherfucker, I got kidnapped. I got kidnapped by a man with a gun. Yeah, because the cops also come in. The cops are immediately like, okay, let's get Eddie. Eddie's mm-hmm. clearly the villain here. And it's yeah. just like. What? How, like, wh- who told you what, and how did you come to this and conclusion? And also, Eddie is trying to tell them, we were both, ass- me and Mr. <laughs> Nuff were assaulted by this young man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Nuff and I are the true victims here. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they-, they Find people on both sides of this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but they, they go back to the Seventh Heaven Theater, and suddenly everyone is dressed in white, and it's just- I don't know if this is part of the the nightly Netflix show or if it is yeah. <laughs> Divix After Dark or this yeah. is just a private party. But uh, this is the dance competition. Is it? Yeah, it says dance competition. Does it? All yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. So everyone's everyone's dancing, and then like I think Leroy I mean, mm. shows up in the middle of it and is just kind of shouting up to like mouthing up to Vanity up in the booth like saying things and then mm-hmm. the, it's just like record scratch and silence yeah and it's just like you said you were gonna teach me the moves and then everyone laughs at him and vanity he's, he's wearing this new outfit yeah. it's like all white with gold trim and embroidery mm-hmm. and then he's got flowers mm-hmm. and she starts running down the the stairs of the booth and freeze frame someone Credits. well someone calls him a clown <laughs> and the brother goes that clown's my brother he's yeah. not a clown he's my brother right which is another callback to mm-hmm. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But then for the rest of this, it's just credits interspersed with brief glimpses of them 
trying to get closer to one another mm-hmm. and eventually just kind of and a lot of songs just hastily thrown together without any sort of transition between them or anything it's just here's the it greatest like, here's montage. the soundtrack yeah buy it in the lobby please <laughs> motown depends on you mm-hmm. i would have bought this walking out of the theater yeah, for me, sure yeah me too yeah if you had handed me like a record as i walked out of the Banffcast theater mm-hmm. i would have bought that too yeah. mm-hmm. or a tape nope yeah but yeah Last Dragon is over. Yeah. It gets a Stargrove. It gets like a 12 Stargroves. Yeah. <laughs> star- it should be like Last Dragons. It shouldn't even be Stargroves <laughs> right. anymore because yeah. every be song, Bruce every, Leroy's. every song is a goddamn Stargrove. It's just like each song that plays is telling you exactly what the movie's about. It's mm-hmm. just done by a different artist. Yep. <laughs> it's like they covered one song five different ways. But yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I guess we rate it now. Yeah. Well, so, does does anybody get an ensign? Does no, no Eddie? No, no. He doesn't. Eddie's really freak real good. Out. Ellie gets Eddie gets real freaked out and and es- escalates his. I mean, you know, when it boils down to the fact that he's still trying to get his music video played mm-hmm. at the end of this thing, it's so <laughs> dumb. But it's he doesn't freak out enough. Yeah. He has that brief freak out when his head's about to go into the piranha tank. But it's he just does. like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like if this movie had just had Shonuff in it. And the rest had been utter fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. I probably still would have given it three jocks okay. just for Shonuff existing in it with like shoulder pads upon shoulder pads <laughs> and just <laughs> fucking up, wild yeah. hair and just looking absolutely amazing. We didn't even talk about his hair. It was like five cornrows and then sloppy fro yeah. out to the sides. Yeah. It's just it's, insane. He gets called like a low rent Rick James at one point. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he does not. He's not happy with to that. No, one. It's one of those cameras zoom in on the face. Like, what the fuck did you say to me? They say yeah. call him a dollar store Rick well, James or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's also really tall too. Oh, that yes. dude's gigantic. Yeah. 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 But he's like wiry. Like he is. He's, he's, he's just wiry he, and tall. He's absolutely awesome. But and he so wears shoulder pads with shoulder pads on them. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like if this if this movie had sucked, I still probably would have given it three jocks just for his existence in it. Yeah. But then you add Eddie on top of that, and then you add everything else that this movie's fucking hilarious. Everything about it is good. Yeah. And it's five jocks. Yeah. I I, I cannot even consider any other number. I want to bring up one thing. Which is Shonuff's fucking belt. Yeah. (laughs) It is a, like, it looks like a wrestling belt. It does. But it's Mm -hmm. not because it is leopard print and the front of it is just shaped like a tiger head or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is, it's a little touch. Little touches about this movie are what I think makes it fucking awesome. Um, Shonuff wears the same pair of sunglasses, which are like the um, window blind sunglasses with a little fucking Japanese flag on the bridge. And he's dramatically taking them off. Dramatically takes them off and tucks them into his belt every time. Every time something sort of interesting comes up in this movie, it pays off. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was anything that was brought up that was even remotely out of place because everything paid off. Mm Mm-hmm. Every time they set something up, it paid off later. They even paid off stuff that you didn't notice were set up. Um, this movie is funny as shit. It's got a bunch of tiny little touches that are just magnificent. It's shot pretty well. Shonuff is the greatest character in the history history of cinema. Um, Leroy's like childlike innocence is wonderful, and apparently they were 
they had Billy Blanks come in to audition for it. <laughs> and thank fuck mm. we didn't get Billy Blanks because this was perfect. Yeah. Um, so much about this movie I, I fucking loved. And I don't think there was anything that I really disliked. So it's absolutely a five jocks movie. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no other. I was skeptical in the first like 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. Not not because it was bad, just because it was. I was like maintain. Well, or I was come together. I was wondering: a is it going to hold up? Like, is it going to is it going to keep up? B, am I predisposed to liking this because I really want to like it for Harlow's sake? Because it's like <laughs> his favorite. I was not sure where I where my headspace was at, yeah. but by minute thirty five or something, I was fucking all in, and it's yeah. It, it, I, oh, it's so good. It is. It is fantastic. So I will say I have this feels like what Canon wish they could have done in the mid 80s. 100%. This mm-hmm. when you watch this, this is what your head thinks a Canon movie is. And like we watch Breaking, we watch Breaking 2. Those movies don't pay off the way that The Last Dragon does. The Last Dragon has all the insanity in it, all just the crazy nutty bullshit mixing genres and doing all like here's mm-hmm. music videos and now we're going to get this artist in here and do this and it's like it all works whereas the canon movies were just like ah well that part was okay and the, you know but yeah. everything about the last dragon works it just absolutely works and i am giving it five jocks i'm going to make this statement i think this is the best thing i've ever seen us do on this show <laughs> wow <laughs> if i could give this six jocks because of that <laughs> i would this is my favorite Bamfcast movie by far. If someone were to ask us, what do we do here? We watch The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. The Last Dragon is a Bamfcast movie. Start to finish. This is this is everything we want in a movie. It just is. Yeah. I. It's got the 80s vibe to it. It's got the soundtrack. It's got people in it that we know and love. It's got martial arts that don't suck. It's got things that pay off. It's got cool shit. It's got embarrassing kind of goofy shit. Everything about it is a good, bad movie. And it's the best good, bad movie we've ever done. It is amazing (laughs) how you, not you, Chuck, but you, you. the royal us, Uh uh, the royal jelly. There are some things that are kind of bad about this movie. Yeah, like I said, in the middle, the the editing gets real haphazard and it's like, this is a mishmash of things. It's not bad. It's forgivable. Like, it's... And it's weird because this is, I feel like this is almost a actually really good movie. Almost. Um, I, but uh, this is the kind of movie that Joe Citizen would sit down to watch and go, this is fucking stupid. Ugh. Right. Mm-hmm. And just dismiss it. And But this is almost, with the exception of explosions and, you know, huge amounts of gunfire, this is everything we want. This is quite possibly the best exploitation movie we've watched. It's... Mm. In some I would ha- ways, I would have to think about that qualification for it. In but some ways, it's just not a black exploitation yeah. movie. No, if this but, if this was a black exploitation movie, it would be absolutely. It would be way up there. It yeah. might not be slaughter. I, I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted about that because the thought mm-hmm. literally just leapt into my head. But it's a. But like okay. you could call it a black exploitation movie, and it would be a really good one. I will say that. Is this is this Harlem? Is it Brooklyn? Where does he Harlem. is it Harlem? Okay, because he's the Shogun of Harlem. That's right. Yep. Okay, so I appreciate how this movie just takes this mid '80s Harlem universe and makes it believable 
that it is this weird mishmash of black and Asian characters and they all know Kung Fu and they're all moderately good at it and no one questions it. It's just part of everyday life in mid 80s New York. That's mm-hmm. insane. That, that yeah. usually hasn't carried over from other movies like that. You just don't get a slice of life. Here's what's life is life is like in this section of New York. But it's all crazy kung fu shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the ga- the biggest gang in the in the world in this in this city is a kung fu gang. It's, it's just, seven people. Yeah, like it's a seven person yeah. kung fu gang. Yeah, I just think, man, it's just it just nails it. It's so good, and I can't believe I've never seen a frame of it until now. Yeah, me me either. I, I just I don't know how I haven't watched it up until now. I mean, as a kid, I remember it being in the theater, but I've never seen a second of it. It's so strange and. I hate myself for not having seen it until now. So, uh, but you didn't have any nostalgia to worry about. You got to experience sure. it purely as an experienced adult. Yeah, yeah. And you and, you and loved I loved it. it like a child. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I, man, I. We need to what, stop talking. What about even it. pays yeah. off about this is Harlow's expectations. Like Harlow's love of this sure. movie paid off, it did. and that that mm-hmm. is something. It's only happened a couple times. He was um, he was right. This is the one yeah. rare rare instance where he was right. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, let's take a break, shall we? Yeah, let's yeah. take a break. Yes. Second half. Yeah. Rapid fire second half. Here we go. Yeah, short talk a long time that first half. So Last Dragon's so good, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh cranking them out. Okay. Um what? I went and saw Ready Player One. That's a movie. It is <laughs> definitely a movie. It is referenced the movie, I've uh, heard. I've also heard it is good, and I've heard it is trash. Um tell us, in your opinion, which it is. I it it's one of those that's really really hard to analyze because it's well executed mm-hmm. and on surface level it's like all right yeah it's an adventure and it's a movie and things happened and they were fun but like when you look at it on a level of any critical analysis and because it's Spielberg you have to think that there's something more there that would make him go I want to make this aside from just like I want to try and jam all sorts of stuff from other you know, everything else in here. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like, to me, it reads like what would happen if, you know, when the nostalgia bubble is about to burst, because you can't keep remaking everything. You can't keep recycling everything. You can't keep doing this. Right. There has to be something new that comes in or else you're just recycling the same shit over and over and over and over and over. And this is like, the logical progression of that where it's like there's all this bullshit that just doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of like the guy who is the like sets up the contest, you know, where it's basically the, the crux of the movie, you know, for people who don't know is this guy, like everyone's in this virtual reality, second life type world. And this guy has set up this contest in there. That's basically, Hey, if uh, you find the three hidden keys and you, you defeat the last challenge, you'll, you know, you inherit the company. Like, mm-hmm. you get the entire company. But the way you have to do that is to study my entire life and know all of the things that I loved 
And, you know, it basically it's he's like the world's worst version of the parent that puts their little three year old in like a Batman onesie and shit where it's like, you have to like the things I like or you're not my child. You know, it's basically that where it's like, I love these things. So that makes them good Mm -hmm. when that's not necessarily the case. So it's kind of it's a really hard movie to review. But I also think like there's a lot of bullshit stuff in it as far as the way the movie plays out and not having read the book, not knowing anything about the book. I was like, whatever, Um, (laughs) you know, um, but just the whole meeting the girl in there who's like, oh, no, you, you don't you won't like it if you meet me for real and all that stuff. And then it's like absolutely gorgeous girl with a birthmark on her face that's like barely a birthmark it's like a freckle uh, yeah it, no 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 but it, it's just it's, it's just like she's like oh i'm just the, you know the only accurate thing is like beautiful women are like no i'm ugly don't look at me i'm, I'm hideous you know that sort of thing where it's right. like no you're you're freaking gorgeous shut up okay you know yeah <laughs> well not shut up that not being mean to him but you know it's like <laughs> just stop saying that yeah where, you know, and, and that's, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it would have worked better for me if she had been just like a normal, totally average person instead of Olivia Cook, who's oh. like, like younger Jessica Alba, basically. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. It's like, come on, you're freaking nuts. Yeah. Average. Yeah. She's a five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so whatever. But it, it's just, it, it just feels like this ground zero for like, all right we can't keep doing the nostalgia recycling thing mm-hmm. anymore, you know, it be, because if you keep referencing things and that's, I guess like the opening scene, the opening moments is basically just blank screen saying, you know, ready player one, Steven Spielberg, all that. And they start it with the synth from Van Halen jump. So that's like how this guy, and then they get into this guy introducing himself and all that stuff. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like you have this piece of music that all that piece of music says is eighties. Mm-hmm. Remember the eighties? It was 1984. Check this out. Eighties. And that's all it does. There's no context that it gives in any way. And it's like, whereas if you play something like, and I can say rush Tom Sawyer, even though it's not exactly eighties, but you would still hear that and think eighties. And they used it in the trailer as well. Right. But it's like rush 2112 like somebody wears a t-shirt there's a poster on like it's all over the place so it's obviously like oh this guy fucking loved rush so everybody that loves this game loves rush yeah now and it's like if you play tom sorry at least it gives some context like okay who's who's the song referencing is it about holiday the guy who created the game is it about wade our protagonist you know like give your song some fucking context that's not just hey 80s yeah and that's how this whole thing feels maybe they were trying to say that you should that you might as well jump it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm just saying. Like yeah, it, I, I, I haven't seen it yet. But my my main concern about this film is that I don't feel that Spielberg has the cultural wherewithal to make a movie about references to things that he created. If that makes sense, like it needed to be made by someone who was influenced by that. And Mm -hmm. I hate to say, like, make a super eight J.J. Abrams kind of comparison, Mm. but that's kind of what it needs. It needs someone who grew up on that stuff and it influenced their life, not someone who Mm -hmm. did it as a job and is kind of indifferent to its cultural impact. Now, I'm not saying Spielberg is completely withdrawn from the things that he's made and how it Mm -hmm. affected culture, but he doesn't have. 
he doesn't have that frame of reference to how we feel about Spielberg movies. Not as a consumer. Exactly. Yeah. Not as something that he, he, you know. Artist is too close to the art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we watched E.T. and Back to the Future and all these things dozens and dozens of times. Like, And he moved on. Yeah. He, he was done with them. He edited E.T. together. Came back to it when he had to put digital guns in or, you know, uh, yeah, walkie talkies, but like wasn't paying attention to it. It's just I kind of feel like it needed someone who wasn't directly involved with that stuff mm-hmm. to tell that story. And some of the things people have said about it makes me think that's not the case. And some of the things you're saying makes me think it is the case. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a movie that's well executed and like. If we want plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point. And mm-hmm. it, it also feels like that book adaptation because it's like there's a scene where characters meet and then the next scene is like, oh, hey, it's you, you know, and it, it's just like we miss that transition that right. made them friends type yeah. thing. So there's some of that stuff that happens there. But I just. It. it I, I I still don't know. And like I. It's a movie you almost you you want to say you know hey, just shut your brain off don't think about it you know mm-hmm. like rampage or something mm-hmm. but even then it's not satisfying on any of those sorts of levels like Jen absolutely hated it okay she was like this is fucking terrible like why did we watch this shit and I think so much of like the... did she apologize to you I know mm-hmm. she does that sometimes where she just leans over and goes I'm so sorry <laughs> she did that after the movie okay yeah you know and, and it wasn't like she's one of those I need to clap when I see the reference people or whatever, you know, like she did, doesn't care about that. So I don't know if that mattered or mm-hmm. not, but is mm-hmm. that a South Park reference? I don't know what it's the from. clap when I see the thing I like. I don't I, know. I, it's I, that has happened to me in theaters all my life. I've noticed people do that for references. Okay. People keep referring to that as like, I think like it's, it's a reference to something. It's a smarmy way of feeling better than other people. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> by, that makes sense. By <laughs> saying, Oh, look at these rubes clapping at the thing. They like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it yeah, it, it just it wasn't satisfying to me in pretty much any way. And so we got home and I and Jen was like, we need to watch a movie that I might like. So I was like, <laughs> so we we got around. Uh, we watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. OK. And man, through the first hour, I was like, oh, man, we've had a rough fucking day. Mm-hmm. This is not good at mm-hmm. all. The mm-hmm. first hour, Eddie Redmayne is just like the opposite of a charismatic protagonist is what Eddie Redmayne is in the first hour of that movie. He's a bumbling fucking idiot who is just, <laughs> you just want to like, you're like, you, all you do is make things worse just by existing. And and there's just like, there's so much stuff where you can tell he's kind of trying to do a David Tennant Doctor Who thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not working because he's not David Tennant. Yep. And so like when doing like, you know, like there, there's a part where he has to act out the part opposite like this giant rhinoceros elephant monster that he has to coax back into the thing like into the 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 suitcase that they're captured in so he does like this whole mating dance thing you know like doing weird physical comedy and it's like someone like david tennant would sell that immediately right like you'd watch him be like oh yeah that's charming that's kind of funny whereas eddie redmayne does it and you're like the fuck are you doing you dumbass weird mouth motherfucker <laughs> get off the screen <laughs> and then something happens yeah and the last like hour and 20 minutes of that movie is fucking fantastic. Like by the end of the, by the last 15 minutes, I was 120% in hmm. and there's uh, a side character that they have to like the way they resolve his story. I was just like, Oh my God, I care about this guy. So fucking like so much, <laughs> so much. <laughs> like I, I don't know how it happened hmm. that they just hit a point where it's like, all right, we actually need to do something because mm-hmm. 
the pace of the first hour is just like you know like all the in, like all the throwaway stuff that's in um like the first Harry Potter where they're like well this was in the book so it's got to be in here right you know just like all the random just like stuff you knew is never going to come up magical bullshit yeah you know and it's like there's so much of that in the first hour and it's just like is there a plot does this movie have an actual plot and then finally they're like yeah we got a plot and then you're like okay this is actually really good. Thanks for getting like, to this it. This is wizards doing wizard shit, and it's cool. Yeah. You know, kind of like how when you finally got to Order of the Phoenix, and you're like, all right, wizards doing wizard shit. Finally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do this. <laughs> Keep doing the wizard shit. Thank you. And that's kind of what the second half of this movie ends up being. Hmm. And yeah, and with characters that I actually truly gave a shit about. Aside from Eddie Redmayne, who I was just like, man, <laughs> it's a shame. Screen. Yeah, well, it's just it's like it's a shame you're the lead character of all this because you are just not doing any like not doing anything for me. Hmm. You're doing less than anything for me. I love everyone else around you so much and you just need to leave. So, yeah, that's another weird one to rate because it's like a two star movie for the first hour that somehow morphs into like this five star movie. That is weird. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's a whole hour. Yeah. But it's also one of those movies like I, you just watch them do stuff and it's like, how did you make this movie? Yeah. Like, how did you combine these live people in these CG shots? And like with the movements and just like, there's just so much stuff that it's like, I don't like there's certain times where I'm just like, I want to make a movie, but I wouldn't want to make this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie would be a pain in the ass to make. Yeah. And you know, everyone seems to be able to do it. And you know, you know, I mean like David Yates, this is what like the, Oh yeah, Harry Potter movie. Yeah, yeah, so it's all he thinks about. He's all set there. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, but I mean, like, if you can power through that first hour, that movie gets really good. Hmm. And I was shocked. Okay, but I actually really enjoyed it by the end. Okay. Um. So I, I was going to do these in different order, but since you said Mm -hmm. something that made me think about this, I'll start with this movie first. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express, the Kenneth Branagh version. If you are longing for a long style David Tennant Doctor Who episode uh-huh. watch Murder on the Orient Express okay it's very entertaining in that similar kind of way uh, Kenneth Branagh is playing a weirdo mm-hmm. like, an, like an entertaining weirdo who's yeah. constantly commenting he's being curmudgeonly and, and also entertaining about it in a way mm-hmm. it's almost a shame that a murder mystery forces its way into this movie because I would have just watched a movie about this dude on a train being bothered by all these other people who are getting in the way of him on vacation or whatever Mm -hmm. it is he's doing. Um, It's that's that's a story I've never liked. I'm not a fan of Agatha Christie. I think I think the the style of a lot of that stuff is gimmicky. Um, But knowing since I already knew the resolution of this story, it was interesting to just watch it unfold and to kind of see what changes they made to the story. So it's it's a good movie and we we don't nearly have enough Kenneth Branagh on film like he he's a he's a he's a treasure i i i just i enjoy Kenneth Branagh so and there's a lot of people in that movie it's it's a fucking loaded movie Daisy Ridley and mm-hmm. Judy Dench and Johnny Depp unfortunately but you know just a lot of a lot of people are in that so watch that movie um i watched I Tanya yeah the critically acclaimed I Tanya yo Tanya for you, our Spanish <laughs> right. speakers. Uh, uh, Tanya is the monster. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> right, never mind. No, okay, yeah, we got yeah, it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that movie bills itself as a dark comedy, 
I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is real hard to get in a dark comedy frame of mind with as much uh, domestic violence and child abuse that goes on in the first 30 minutes of that movie. Mm. Like, that movie was wanting us to kind of laugh at it, and I was like, no movie, fuck you. And that becomes very difficult to overcome. Like, I was angry for such a long time that once the movie kind of normalized and then just became about this, the dumbest fucking caper you've... I mean, this, <laughs> this is the... Yeah fucking stupidest thing that has ever happened on this planet and this planet is loaded with some stupid shit no seriously when Mm -hmm. you watch this you're just like it's pretty stupid this is the fucking stupidest i cannot believe this actually happened this movie should be an indictment against the 90s as to like the shit we Mm -hmm. cared about like why these things permeated our society in the 90s because there was just nothing fucking going on and we didn't we, have anything to complain about except for like the, 90s the were Gulf War. Totally fine. And then so we we latched onto this fucking bullshit and made superstars about, uh, out of all these fucking monsters and just terrible ass people. In the end you kind of feel bad for Tanya Harding. You you feel a little bad like that that human being was fucked from birth. Like birth screwed that human being up and everything that happened to her over time i feel bad about you know and i'm sorry that it ended up the way it did but man fuck everyone in that movie Mm. just jesus (laughs) why are you so upset that we made superstars out of figure skaters like no i I celebrate figure skaters that's fine i'm saying this weird fucking soap opera bullshit drama that unfolded when you know she had nothing to do with Nancy Kerrigan getting her kneecap fucking broken by some two no. meatheads who overheard a thing. It's so fucking stupid. God. Isn't this also supposedly like a pretty sympathetic look? I mean, I, I would say towards I, her. Yes. From, from what I, I, I vaguely remember somebody, this is just me trying to reason things out real quick in my head. Like I tried, I kind of remember people saying that it is a, very Tanya Harding friendly, not just from like her childhood was shit, but this tells a yeah. very much Tanya Harding's version of the story yeah. version yes. as opposed to what is generally what regarded as happened. more true. Yeah. 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 So like apparently she this movie paints her as a lot less involved than she actually was. It does. And then, of course, the weird thing is that when the movie, everyone was doing a press tour for the movie, she admitted that she knew ahead of time that it was going to happen, which contradicts pretty much the entire narrative of the movie. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, Tiny is one of those movies, like when it was over, I was like, you know what? That's a good motion picture. I will never watch it ever, ever again. Yeah. Ever. So then I watched Jumanji 2, or Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. 2 yeah. Manji is what we call it. Fine. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, also call that movie Perfectly Acceptable Entertainment. <laughs> that movie is almost better than it has any right to be. And I don't like the first Jumanji at all. I, I can't stand the first Jumanji in any way, shape, or form. Um, this movie, thankfully, focuses on the jokes instead of the plot, because the plot is dumb. And it just focuses on these four avatars mm. being these four kids and they milk that for every possible joke it's worth, and it's great. So there's a bunch of CG bullshit in it. Yeah, it's a bunch course. of it's a bunch of CG fun nonsense. It's fine. It's good. It's a good film. It's entertaining. Everyone seems to be like, yeah, that's pretty good. It's better than it has any right to yeah. be. Any right to be. It has made like a billion dollars, hasn't it? Yes, it did. I looked it up and was like, Jesus! Like it made so much money. It's good, and I hate to say it's going to be like. Avatar. It's going to have like no cultural anything. It doesn't really have anything in it that's you can point to and go, that's memorable, but it is an entertaining time. Yeah. Start to finish. Okay. Um, 
and then the last movie to loop it all the way back around to Spielberg, uh, I watched The Post. Yeah. The that's Post. A, that's a movie. That's an Oscar bait movie. It's not even that. Oh, really? It it feels like it should be, but there's nothing in it to bait Oscars with, and that's why it didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> I think is, so. is it a movie about mail? No. It's about the Washington Post. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the crux of that movie is will the Washington Post shut down? in the 70s, never to be heard of again. And I was like, uh, I don't think alert. so. I don't think it will. I know the end of this movie. Mm. So enjoy that. <laughs> there is a really good story. That's uh, surrounding the um, the Pentagon Papers, Correct. right? You're better off listening to, God, it wasn't Radio Lab or This American. There was some, one of the NPR yeah. story shows did a really, really good quasi deep dive yeah. into how those got because i had no idea how yeah. they got published like each newspaper sort of as they as one got shut down they went to another and one to Covers another that 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 is the interesting story there not mm-hmm. not the washington post potentially shutting down yeah, to me it's it's just it's very matter of fact there's i i love a good journalism movie like and especially about newspapers like mm-hmm. like the michael keaton movie the paper is so good i fucking love that movie yeah. all the president's men even though it's archaic as fuck I, I like it because it's just it's just dudes analog trying to figure out facts and just talking to other dudes on the phone and just smoking all the time and mm-hmm. just you know can we get to print you know just like we get, gotta get are we gonna get it in today's paper no ah shit you know but this is just kind of like yeah there's a bunch of people in this that I like and really like every television show that we have enjoyed in the last three years their cast is represented in this movie it's insane yeah. uh the fact that Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are both in this movie and share scenes together breaks my brain yeah. to see the two of them in a period piece Spielberg movie and keep waiting for some skit to break out. And it never does. It's like, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a Spielberg movie and it's about newspapers and Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep are in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie. <laughs> I just when it was over I was just like huh yeah that's that's a movie <laughs> that's really all I can say about it yeah. it just it just does there are no highs or lows in it it's just here's the story we're gonna tell and the story has ended thank you for coming so it's a parents movie yeah no real stakes for anything no nothing nothing it doesn't take a stand that's gonna really doesn't offend anybody, anybody like Titanic <laughs> kind of Boring. I mean, we know the boat sinks yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like that. So you can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. The end. Well, you know what we usually do at the end? What do we do at the end? Uh, contact information. Yes, so please do. Here it is. BMFcast.com. You will not find any any dicks there. Um, <laughs> you can email us for dicks at BMF at BMFcast.com. Or you can call us dicks at 9145-JOCKS-BMF. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not it. Where was that? <laughs> 904-5-JOCKS. No, no, no. 910. No. <laughs> God. I was too busy with the dick jokes. 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Uh, <laughs> go to the website. Look at the buttons. Uh, click them. Join yeah. our Discord. All those things. Email us, I guess. <laughs> Tweet right. at us. Yeah, do things. We had some correspondence that we will get to next time because we ran too long talking about Shonoff, which is the best movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. So, all right. <laughs>
Let's well, get out of here. Yeah. Shall we? Okay. I'm Chuck. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And for Harlow, this is Bamcast Out. We'll see you next time.